Cat's like, no fun when you're drunk. <laughs> hey, come here. <laughs> yeah, so uh, just prepare to... Uh, It'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. Whee! I'm going to be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. Who doesn't love the bounce castle? Hitler. Just prepare to. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be awash in unbeatable goodness. Welcome Pacers fans, you are listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. Today is November 17th, 2019, and this is episode 408, coming to you from Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm your host, Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials and season ticket holder. This show, we're going to discuss a one and two week for the Pacers, including games against OKC, Houston, and Milwaukee. Joining me this week are two of our three analysts, coast to coast, like buttered toast. First from the nation's capital, Washington, D.C., it's the doctor, Jason Triplett. What is up, Pacers fans? What is up, Undebeatables? Good to be here. Thanks for uh, holding down the show uh, last week when I when I was un- unable to make it. It's a great job. You know, it's, uh, we operate like the Pacers. Next man up. You know? Yep. <laughs> And from Boise, Idaho, out west, it's our enforcer, John Harper. What is going on, fellas? Uh, shout out to the bartender who's on the road this week. Uh, no longer no longer here on the Boise feed. No. Mm. Look, the cops so he, finally got uh, hip to his location, huh? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was, it was uh, time to hit the road. I'm guessing he, I'm assuming he just left in the middle of the night with the no trace, right? Exactly. Yeah. Not sure where he is or what he's doing. Uh, We hope to get some postcards soon. (laughs) Uh, Before we get into the show, just want to remind you that you can support us anytime you shop at Amazon. If you just follow the link in the show notes or go to the unbeatables.com and uh, slash Amazon and uh, do any shopping, a small percentage comes back and helps support what we do. So the Pacers had three games this week. First one was November 12th, Tuesday, versus OKC at home. And they win this one big, 111-85. Demontis Simonis had a great game, 18 points, 16 rebounds, a couple assists and a block. Uh, Chris Paul, great game for him, 7 points, 8 assists. You're petty. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, second game, November 15th, Friday. This game was at Houston. Uh, they lose this one 111-102. to Sabonis again, 18 points, 13 boards this time. And James Harden uh, filling up the stat sheet, 44 points and 8 boards. Only 5 assists. That's a, it's a little low for him. And the uh, last game of the week, September, sat, uh, sorry, Saturday, November 16th versus Milwaukee. Uh Pacers lose this one, 102 to 83. Uh, Miles Turner back, uh, had a good game, 16 and 11. Uh, but Giannis, as he always does, has a fantastic game, 26 points, 13 
rebounds, six assists. Uh, one and two uh, game. This, you know, you guys mentioned last week, you know, the Pacers are going to start to play better teams, and uh, they did, and they lost the first two games against better teams. Uh, but what did we see this week uh, against these three, Jason? What, what was the standout for this? Uh, these three games? Yeah, well, it's kind of, I mean, you know, grade-wise, I would give the Pacers an incomplete, right? I mean, it's hard to judge this team with the current state of injuries uh, and whatnot. I would say, I, I, you know, I, I didn't actually see the Milwaukee game, so I have no idea how that game went, but we're missing, I mean, Turner came back, so that's great, but still missing Brogdon and Jeremy Lamb uh, and obviously Oladipo. So, um, I, what I liked from the Houston game was the fight that this team had. Uh, Brogdon goes out in the first quarter, and the Pacers were in this game, you know, well into the fourth quarter. Uh, but then, you know, Houston, who was also undermanned, um, just has one of the guys in this league that is uh, transcendent in his ability to fill it up. I mean, Harden goes for, what do you have, 44 yeah, on he us? Yeah, filled it up. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, made it look easy at some level, too. So, um, I agree with, but that. I like the way that they clawed. Go ahead. Go well, ahead. I was going to say, you know, you're, you're kind of looking at this game and, you know, Brogdon goes down on the first, we out rebound them by 12. We had twice as many assists on the game than them. I mean, if Brogdon doesn't go down and we don't give up the 11 steals that we do, I mean, that game really could have gone another way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I think that. I was somewhat disappointed, I think, in the Houston game because the Pacers had, what, three full days off um, before this game and sort of came out very sluggish, which you expect from an energy uh, standpoint. That's fine. But execution-wise, was I felt very sloppy, especially on the offensive end. It was like, what have we been practicing for three days? Like, we're not running plays. We're just passing the ball around and then getting trapped in the corner. (laughs) Sure. It seems like a bad plan. And especially disappointing after the beatdown that we put on OKC. I know they're not, uh, you know, sitting at the top of the Western Conference or anything, but we beat these guys by, you know, 26. I mean, uh, you know, we pretty much crushed them in every facet of the game, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. uh, holding the team under 90 and scoring 111 for us, real good. That's pretty much in our sweet spot. Things were going very well. Uh, it's just a little disappointing that, you know, another team found it so easy to get us out of our space. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. And I mean, yeah, like, so we talked about, you know, the, the level of competition, as you mentioned, Joey, it was going to go up. And I think that that was evident in that Houston game when the Rockets, who are not a great defensive team, but when they want to step it up, they can take, take it to another level and really put the clamps on and like, and they did that in a couple different stretches where they went on. I think it was a 16-0 run in the second quarter, maybe, and a 14-0 run in the fourth quarter. And those two stretches of play that lasted for maybe a total of eight minutes of game time or something like that really were the difference in that mm-hmm. that basketball game. Yeah, That's a thing that the Pacers, as currently constituted, don't necessarily uh, show the ability to do. Sure. With regularity. Yeah. And I mean, you know, Harden obviously grabbed the headlines with the 44-8-5 performance, or Russ 
you know, quietly go 17, eight and six in this one. Right. Yeah. I mean, on a very rough shooting. <laughs> night for him. Yeah. I mean, as a team, they only shot 40%, right. But they still managed to get 111 points on the board, even though they got out rebounded. Well, that's the thing. I thought we played well defensively against them or as well as you can, you know, it, several times throughout the game, uh, Quinn was, was noting like, this is good. You're like, you're you're doing everything correct against James Harden, and still he's dropping forty four. I mean that step back <laughs> yeah, three that he does is just insane. You can't defend it, and yeah. like if he's making that, like he was against us, that's good. Um, did either of you guys watch the Bucks game? I mean, was this just a situation of we had, you know, it's a road weary team, it's a back to back, it's uh, you know. Milwaukee's playing at a very high level these days. Yeah, super shorthanded. Uh, I mean, it was the kind of night where Giannis hits three threes on you. I mean, how scary is that, sure. right? Yeah, That ain't right, man. That ain't right. I mean, if he's going to be a legit three-point shooter, I don't know what the league's going to do. Change the rules, probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, That's right. But, yeah, I mean, we shot 32%. Miles Turner back, you know, which, you know, gives you a lift. We, we held him to 102 uh, but we just we couldn't find ways to get the ball through the hoop at all. Which for this team is always going to be the the problem. You're not going to win games in the NBA scoring 83 points. Not not in this day and age. In no, the NBA. no. Maybe if it was the early 2000s. Yeah, you could beat the Pistons playing against that. the Pistons. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Right. And you'd be good. But <clears throat> shout out to Nas Mitro Long. Yeah, it's his first NBA action. I assume. Yeah, which apparently came after a pretty sleepless night of tra- travel. <laughs> I think Bruce Bowen made it in that game as well. Brian Bowen. Or, Brian sorry, Bowen. Brian Bowen. Brian. One of the Bowens. Yeah. yeah, you know, that guy. That guy. Yeah, Nas Mitro, what, what were you telling me? Uh, Harper, he, he gets the, the call up at 3 a.m. Well, he's, yeah, he's supposed to be at the... So he plays for the Mad Ants that night, and then... He has to be at the airport in Boston. At you know, They played the Maine Red Claws, I think. So they're probably in Maine. Somehow I got to get mm-hmm. the Boston airport by three, six o'clock flight. And then he's seeing minutes, um, you know, <laughs> against the Bucks that night. So that's, that's a tough turnaround. Yeah. I'm sure I he think, has no idea where he is yeah, right now. Yeah, Bruce, Bruce Bowen was <laughs> with them too. So both those guys had a very long day. Uh, and, you know, shout out to them for, you know, powering through it i'm sure it's very exciting to see your first nba action but it'd be nice to get at least two hours of sleep before you're forced to do it <laughs> oh yeah no mcconnell in that game either I yeah guess. we're just totally beleaguered yeah. yeah yeah so so to get back to your original question joey it's it's again hard to say how this team stacks up against better nba competition because this isn't our team right right um but that being said, I think that the, the uh, yeah the fight that these guys show is incredible. You know, again, this is a really fun team to cheer for. Like all these dudes play super hard and uh, pull for one another and and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. And while it's tough to draw any you know real lasting conclusions about this week, you know, kind of looking at the season so far, this you know. This team is in many ways what you'd expect it to be. They're they're better at home, you know. Um, you know they work their tails off. They 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 seem to get along super well. Um, you know 
they're, they're doing the things that you know we expect Pacers teams to do, and you know I I also expect that um, you know there, there's a dividend to be paid for all these young guys getting minutes, right? It's great to have depth on your team. You don't want to have to mm-hmm. deploy it in the way that we are early in the season, um, but it's great to be able to get your talent out on the floor during real NBA games and uh, and let them see what those lights look like. That's right, and hopefully it will pay off later in the season when. You know, if we hopefully get to a point where we have a regular rotation and somebody happens to go down or you're in a situation where you need um, a punch in the arm in a, in a tough game or a particular matchup that these guys are ready to to go and give a spark off the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, and our bench yeah. has been very good in spite of how fluid everything has been. Uh, you know, we, we, we look like a deep team so far. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What are your early returns on? Uh, so Aaron Holiday basically was our is now our starting point guard. Um, early returns on him as as running the show with the with the front court guys. Uh, I mean, he's he still looks young and a little uneven, but his effort is just fantastic. Um, hmm. You know, uh, me and Colson were talking about. You know, you put him out on these smaller point guards like in the OKC game and. Uh, it just didn't look like, you know, Schroeder could do anything against him, right? He was in that guy's mm. shirt the entire time. Um, you know, his, his shot's still not going down. I mean, he, this this kid's a shooter. The, the shooting will continue to get better for him. I think it, it'll continue to look better against NBA players. Um, but yeah, he seems to be a pretty good job. I mean, he had, you know, five assists, uh, five assists, and uh, – four assists this week in three games of action. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he's moving the ball around well. Hustle's on D. Uh, I, I still really like the kid. Um, you know, it, it's a darn good thing we have him. <laughs> you know, if Brogdon's going to miss any time with, with the sore back. So, um, yeah, yeah. it's a great time for him to, you know, pick his game up and, and, and get comfortable out on the court as an NBA player. It's a big adjustment for anybody. Yeah, I think that's a key thing. To me, when I watch him play, it seems like he's pressing – quite a bit um especially on the offensive end trying to make things happen that aren't quite there um it reminds me of i forget the the oh i think maybe matt damon was on the bill simmons podcast and they were talking about um of course they're both boston guys so they're gushing about brady or whatever (laughs) and they're like uh they're like you know the the thing with him or like manning late in his career is he knew you know when to give up on a play or like if there was, you know, the defense wasn't going to give you what you want. You just call the very conservative thing and you, you, you know, go ahead, take your two yards on a run into the middle or something yeah. like that. Whereas rookie quarterbacks will try to win the game on every play. Yeah. And if that, memory serves, uh, Peyton Manning had, uh, like six pick sixes in one season during yeah. his first or second year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> And so I think that that's just an experience thing, right? You know, you, you realize at some point that, yeah, you, you live to fight for another day. Like, maybe you're not going to score on this possession, but don't give up a yeah, bad turnover don't. that leads into, you know, an easy break and all that kind of and, stuff. Can, and a that momentum, can momentum swing. And, Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And, so. you know, for what it's worth, it, it just, for how highly touted his offensive skills are, he's just, since he got here, looked more 
comfortable on defense, which is great, right? Like, he knows where his bread is buttered as far as he's concerned. He looks very comfortable in that half of the court. Um, that's right. You know, and and, uh, and that's a great sign for me. So it, it'll continue to improve. I'm I'm still super excited about Aaron Holiday. I was yep. bummed when he was not getting playing time in games two through five. That's right. That's right. Seems like he's carving himself out a, a nice little spot in the rotation, um, even after everybody gets gets healthy. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we've got a bunch of solid ones. It turns out so. An embarrassment yes. of riches for uh, for Nate to play with. That's right. That's right. Well, uh, the uh, competition, I guess, stays kind of stiff, although really not at the. Uh, I mean, but we we talked about last week how both Houston and and Milwaukee are in the conversation of championship contenders. So that's really like the the cream of the crop in the NBA. Um, uh, tomorrow, Monday, the Pacers go back to Brooklyn for the second time already this year. Shout out to uh, my sister. Maybe she'll be in the building. Shout out. Uh, holding down Bro- out. the BKN. Um, uh, I think Kyrie Irving is going to play, although he sat out the most recent game. And then a bunch of time off for the Pacers. So more time to get in some practices, and Nate can install his uh, – stand around and dribble yourself into a corner offense. We can really perfect that uh, until we play again on Saturday uh, versus the Magic, who have actually been playing decently of late. So uh, winnable games this week for the Pacers can get back on back on track. Yeah. Still above 500 now, so that's good. Yeah, happy with 7-6 and six at this point in the season, and hopefully the time off will let some of these kids heal up and yeah, especially with all the injuries. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, th- I think in general the the plan is float around 500 until Oladipo comes back and then make your push, right? That's I mean, generally what I would think. But one would think that would get you into the playoffs in the East. That's right, exactly. So. I mean, because I think we're, like, in the sixth spot right now Yeah. Uh, in the East. So, you know, I mean, it's definitely still early, but yeah. – and Miami is nine and three. I'm not sure if that's really going to hold up. And the Knicks are, are that's going to hold up though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The two thirty one winning late percentage. charge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, poor New York. If only they could play the Mavs every game. <laughs> they're two and zero oh against the Mavs. It's crazy. Go figure. Those are those are the two wins they have this year. They're still two wins, right? Uh, two or three. Yeah, okay. three. For them, that's a pretty big percentage mm-hmm. change. But mm-hmm. more wins than Golden State. It's true. Suck it, Warriors. Wow. Who's they lost? Uh, Warriors lost. Who did they lose? Everyone. Uh, who's the newest one? D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo oh, Russell yeah. is out with a no, no. thumb sprained thumb or something. Yeah. Playing too many video games, you know, yeah, that'll happen. Yeah. <laughs> I think that wraps it up for this show. Um, I'd like to thank you for listening. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, we got lots of ways to do that. We're on Twitter. We are at Undebeatables. Uh, we're on Facebook.com slash The Undebeatables. Our website is TheUndebeatables.com. There's a contact form there. You can use it to send us a message. 
Uh, thanks to everyone who's done that. We got an email address, shout out at theunbeatables.com. And wherever you listen, if you can uh, rate, review the show, that helps other people find us. Or uh, you can also, uh, most podcast players let you send the episode directly to someone else. So if there's a Pacer fan in your life, send it on over and uh, spread spread the good word. Uh, on our web- website, we also got a store. Uh, you can buy some t-shirts. You should get the koozies up there, too. Uh-huh. It's not should. there yet. Yeah. Uh, shout out to uh, Colson, who's somewhere in the Rocky Mountains, enjoying that Coors goodness. Uh-huh. Probably freshly brewed Coors. And for our once and always coach, now in the Hall of, Lame, Hall of Fame, not the Hall of Lame. <laughs> that's where I'm going. Uh, Bobby Slick Leonard, turn out the lights. The party's over. The Hall of Lame, though, I think we could, we could with a, we could come up with a good list. Mm-hmm. Well, it'd be a bad list by definition, but yeah, we, sure. we could come up with a list. A good list of bad things, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So, just let's just spitball right here real quick. So, first ballot, uh, Chris Paul, he's in. <laughs> yeah. I hate Chris Paul, that little bitch. <laughs> I mean, I, I I think it would be a wild oversight to not get Paul George in there. Hmm. Yes, indeed. Uh, probably throw James Harden in there. Mm-hmm. Maybe just all of the boosting rockets. Maybe. Current, former. I'll leave PJ Tucker out. He gets the uh, he gets a pass. Sure. Why PJ Tucker? Because he's tiny and rebounds like a man. Okay. Yeah, he's tough. Because uh, I'm slightly scared of him. Apparently. Dwayne Wade's got his own wing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, in the Hall of Lame. He's a he's one of the uh, founding members. Yeah, and <laughs> newest Blazer, Carmelo Anthony, definitely up in there. Mm. Yikes! Yeah, you're excited about that, huh? Oh, I I can't wait to watch. You know, I love a dumpster fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, it's gonna be exciting. <laughs> if you got some Port- nominees Portland for the just, Hall of Lame, just tweet at us. Shit at the wall now. <laughs> like, oh, fuck. <laughs> no idea what's Shit happening. That'd be why. I mean, why bring Miller? They could have signed Lance. You know, mm. bring Lance out of China. I concur. Yeah, Lance that was is... an oversight. They could fix that. We could fix that. I could mean, be. I could fix it in a video game. <laughs> yeah. I could fix exactly. it in real life. Is he still around in the video games? Who, Lance? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. You'd have to ask Colson. What's his air guitar rating in the video game? (laughs) Oh, it's a 99. (laughs) It's a 99. It's nice. He's got the best air guitar game in the game. (laughs) If it's in the game. It's it's in the game. That's right, Joey. Do they still say that? (laughs) We do, because we're in the Hall of Lame. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i'm hoping yancey here uh she's on my desk she had a she had a run-in with uh connie's dog today so she's been in the office for like the last several hours <laughs> ptsd'd up yeah she held her own but 
She's the one I can't like. If she does not want to be held, you you can't hold her without getting tore up. You know. She's not ready for that yet. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, it's only been whatever twelve years or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I just need more time. <laughs> so I, I don't know where this relationship's going. Yeah, we're close. We're not family. <laughs> right. <laughs> Gotta love that about cats. Yeah. But she, she, uh, like, if I'm if I'm somewhere where she wants to engage with me, she she will. But like, if I come to her, she just leaves every time. <laughs> Cat's like, no fun when you're drunk. <laughs> hey, come here. <laughs> this is weird, not having Coles in here. It's just like three rational adults talking. <laughs> <laughs> I miss that guy. <laughs>